and I thank you, God, for your word today. How glorious to be able to enter into your word. It says the entrance into your word gives light. Therefore, speak to us today and encourage us and strengthen us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I want to continue my message. This is the third one in this series. The beauty and discipline of faith. The beauty and discipline of faith. There is the, uh, the beauty, the beautiful part of faith, but there's also the part where you have to be disciplined. I see a lot of indiscipline among Christians, especially with the words that come out of their mouth and the way they believe. And they think it's been okay, being natural. You are not a natural being, just a natural being, if you have accepted Christ into your life as Lord and Savior. The Bible says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. A monkey's son looks like a monkey. <laughs> a dog's son looks like a dog. If you let me put it that way. And if you have been born by the Spirit of God, you look just like your father. You have his DNA. We don't accept that, but that's the truth. That's the way heaven sees it. We are not to be tossed to and fro by everything that's happening around us. There is a part of you that is supernatural. You didn't make it happen, but God made it happen because his son went to the cross and died for us. So that we can partake of that kingdom of God. You are a part of God's kingdom, even though you live on the earth. You are truly a part of God's kingdom. And God wants you to continue to walk in that light. You are in the light. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot handle it. And you are light, and they are darkness. And so they cannot handle you. No, we're talking about faith and what faith can deliver to you. And I want to go back to the way I stopped last week immediately because we're talking about the feats of faith, the things that faith can do for you, the things, the beautiful things that faith can deliver to you. And we read from Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 32 through 34, it says, And what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, also of David, and Samuel, and the prophets. So there are some group of people that are not mentioned here, but God considered them prophets. We're coming to those. So we want to look at their exploits. He says in verse 33, Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Subdued not just one kingdom, they subdued kingdoms through faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Walked righteousness. Obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. We sang that this morning. I mean, remember, we sang that this morning. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. They subdued kingdoms. That's number one. You don't have to live under the economy of the United States. What's happening in the United States should not affect what's happening in your life. 
because you are a child of God. doesn't happen, matter what's happening. Even if they are having famine, God says, I'll take care of you. You can subdue kingdoms. You can work righteousness. You can do righteous works through the Spirit of God that is in you. God says in Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 and 27, He says, I'll give you a new heart. He says, I'll put my, a new spirit within you. Take the stony heart out of your flesh. God says, I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and I will make you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and you do them. It's not, there is no room, no wiggle room. You will do it. God will make you do it so you can actually walk righteousness because of God's spirit that is in your life. They obtain promises. That's number three. We talked about those. They obtain promises. Just because God is giving us great and precious promises doesn't mean you, the promises will just come to you and you can actually enjoy those promises. You have to obtain those promises through faith. There is no other way to obtain the promise of God except through faith. So faith is the solution for every problem in this world under the sun. Faith is the absolute solution. Faith in God is the solution for every problem. It doesn't matter what it is. Even if it's addiction, your problems with your kids, your own life, what your, your bills, payment of your bills, what happens to your children in the future, faith can handle any problem. Faith in God, that is, can handle every problem. So you can obtain those promises. He says, God has given us exceedingly great and precious promises that by those promises we might be partakers of the divine nature. The divine nature is never in want. Amen. Divine nature don't know sickness. Don't mean we can't be tempted, but God is never sick. And well, let's go visit Jesus in the hospital. They have some needle in his vein to keep his heart working right. That never happens. But God gave us these exceedingly great and precious promises that by them we might be partakers of God's divine nature. We don't think about that. But God wants you to live on the earth as if you have been born. And that's the truth. You are born of God. You are a member of God's family. You belong to His family. If you become, if you are the, a part of the president's family, everybody will recognize you belong to that family. You belong to the family of God. Think about it. Think about it. The Bible uses the, the term sila. Think about it. Think about it. Because it can change your life. It says in verse 4, I mean the fourth thing it says, they stop the, the violence, the mouth of lions, sorry. Stop the mouth of lions. Now, what is this talking about? How did those of old stop the mouth of lions? This is talking about Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den. Hungry lions. They threw this fellow into a lion's den. Not just lions that have been fed and they, they have no need for food. These lions have not been fed. It was deliberate. If you disobey the king's command, we'll throw you into the den where you have hungry lions. 
And Daniel was able to stop the mouth. You know, we say, well, God was the one that stopped the mouth, right? Of the lions. The Bible says, through faith, they stopped the mouth of lions. Faith in God was what stopped the mouth of lions. Faith is what connects you to God and puts God into action. Your faith is what commits God to work on your behalf. And that's why Jesus said, if you can believe, if you can only believe, all things are possible to those who believe. All, all you have to do is believe. Just believe. God has the other side. Your push in a chess game is to believe. God's push is to get it done. If you don't push, God's not pushing. God gives you his word, that's his push. You believe his word, that's your push. And then he does the miracle, that's God's push. You praise him, that's your push. That's the way it works. Many times we're telling God, uh, push again. And God says, no, it's your turn. Say, now yeah, but you're God. Push again. God says, don't work that way. I mean, it's your turn. And your push is faith. Let me let you know this. Faith in God. God will never overlook faith. It's impossible. If he overlooks faith, that means he has denied himself. When God's not working, it's because I've not got to the place where I can truly believe him. There is still unbelief running in my head. And I need to get rid of that. Because the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. God will not lie. If you're truly believing, he'll act. If he's not acting, it's because you are not believing. Don't lie to yourself. Don't deceive yourself. It's because you're not believing. Can you get over it? Yes. Take the word of God and begin to read promises. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more you hear, just inside of you, subconsciously, those things, will be, the faith will begin to rise. And before you know, God's acting on your behalf. Amen? So they stopped the Mount of Lions. Can you believe the whole nation, including the king, they washed. They actually washed and saw Daniel put in the lion's den. The king couldn't sleep. He woke up early in the morning and went in there. Hey, Daniel, was your God able to stop the mouth of the lion? And he heard the voice back. Oh, wow, he's still alive. Could you believe the respect and the honor that Daniel had after he got out of that place? Everybody wants to know, how did you handle those lions? He says they were like pussy cats. I dealt with them. <laughs> yeah. The owner, everybody's looking. Wow. And they saw what happened to those that accused him. They threw them in. The lions didn't even allow them to get to the ground. They finished them up before their body hit the floor by me because they were so hungry. And they saw that. Could you imagine what the people thought about Daniel? Hmm. Daniel, everywhere he walks is dusty guy. Look at him. Faith will bring you glory. Faith will bring you beauty. Faith will bring you honor. Faith in God, that is. That's what happened to him. And fear will deliver you unto you disgrace. Because that's the opposite. God responds to faith. Satan responds to fear. 
That's why Jesus will always say, don't be afraid. Only believe. Don't be afraid. Only believe. But notice, that was, that was Daniel. But there were some other people that actually handled lions as well. David. Do you remember David? David, how did he do it? By faith. A 16-year-old kid cannot take on a lion. Think about it. That was faith in God in action. 16, 17-year-old, he says, I dealt with it. And I dealt with the bear also. I can handle them through God. And when he saw Goliath, he says, hey, that's a big, that's, I, I can't miss. <laughs> There's no way I can miss. I dealt with the lion that's smaller. This is so big. There is no way I can miss this. Man, it's no way. He wasn't, wasn't scared. Because of faith. Because of faith. Samson did the same thing. He just took the lion and killed it. I know many of us think, well, Samson must have had red biceps. He says, Samson, what's the secret of your strength? Are you blind? Mm. It wasn't so. Samson was just like the rest of us. And nobody could understand the secret of his strength. So they kept asking, where do, where do you have the strength to do this stuff? You don't look that big. What's going on? That's why where God gets glory. Amen. They, he stopped the mouth of lions as well. Amen. Escaped. Number five. Quenched the violence of fire. Quenched the violence of fire. These are people that the Bible said, according to the word, Samson, Samuel, and the prophets. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were also considered prophets. You don't know that? When you exercise faith in God, you are transformed from an ordinary being into God's prophet. Amen. You're transformed. These guys quenched the violence of fire. I mean, we're talking about a literal fire right there before them. The king had threatened them, said, we, you need to bow when you hear the music. Bow before this idol that I've made. They said, we don't, we ne- we don't do that. We're not going to listen. He says, well, I got the violence of fire, fire furnace. We're going to heat it up seven times more. I mean, seven times harder than before. And we're going to put you there. This guy said, we're not careful to listen to you. We got faith in God. Our God is able to deliver us from you and from your fire. And they said, even if God chooses not to, we're not bowing. If you bow, you will burn. They refused to bow to the violence of fire. So the violence of fire bowed to them. Many of you, many of us have a lot of fires all around us. Get things getting burnt. <laughs> In different areas. Your family, your finances. Well, why don't you exercise your faith to put down, to quench the, the violence of the fire around your life? You can do that. You can do that. The violence of fire. They did that. Many of us are afraid to speak. 
when we should speak. To hold back when we should, we should hold back. Many of us are afraid to go. We can't even stand. People, you sit around, people are saying bad things about your faith. You are afraid to say a word. Especially when it's coming from the boss. You are afraid that if you said a word contrary to what he's saying, he's going to fire you. And you save your job only for a short time. Because eventually you have no grace anymore. Because eventually, over time, you get fired, but you won't realize that it was because of what you did way back there. Jesus was clear. In, in uh, Matthew chapter 10, I believe verse 32, he says, If you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and before these holy angels. If you are given an opportunity at the place of work, and you hear your boss saying something against God, God may have arranged it, I'm not saying God arranged it, God may have arranged it for your promotion. To see whether you will bow to the violence of your boss. Or you will speak up and say, look, you may say that, that I know your boss, but you're wrong. This is what I believe. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I will also deny you before my Father in heaven and before the angels. If you bow, you burn. Many of us have been given that opportunity and God keeps bringing those opportunities to us for us to stand up. You sh- everyone in your office should know you are a Christian. If they don't know, you are denying him. <laughs> uh, you can say, no, I'm not, I'm not just saying anything. Yeah, you are denying him. They should know you are a Christian. You should let them know. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. I really liked that in my early days as a Christian. I really wanted it. I wanted my name. I figured that Jesus would keep his word. Every time I confess him before men, he confesses me in heaven. He tells his angels, says, yes, you see that boy there? That's my boy. And I liked it. I took that scripture literally and I was going everywhere. You, once I got you trapped, you're going nowhere. I'm going to preach to you so that my name is mentioned in heaven. And I found more grace doing that. I found a lot of grace doing that. It's always good to speak out. If you're not walking by faith, you are already sinning. Romans chapter 14 verse 23 made this very clear. It says, everything that's not from faith is sin. Read it. Everything that's not from faith is sin. Romans 14 verse 23. Read. If you're, not act, if you're acting out of fear, you're already in sin. But if you act in faith, that's acceptable before God. You can actually quench the, the violence of fire. Let me move on quickly. He says, escape the edge of the sword. Think about David. How often he was in battle. David was constantly fighting. Saul even tried to trap him so that he could be killed. And no one could kill that fellow. So many times he was fighting. But you know how David died? David died in his own bed at home. Even after being out fighting constantly. 
It said they escaped being killed. They escaped being killed. Psalm 91 says a thousand. More than that on your right side. It says none of those things will come near you. We don't believe those things. No faith. You shouldn't die like a dog. Amen. You can escape death by faith. You can escape a terrible accident by faith. You may even be in the vehicle and everybody dies and you're still alive. You can escape. That's what it says. By faith they escaped the edge of the sword. They were right there, could have been killed, but they escaped. How? By faith. See how powerful faith is? How powerful faith in God is? We are not ordinary. Paul says you act like mere men. And I thought to myself, Paul doesn't think I'm a man. He thinks I'm somebody else. I'm not just a mere man. And we need to see ourselves that way. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So when you think that way, Satan sees you, he says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do with him now? That's what he did with Jesus. Every time he saw Jesus, he said, have you come to destroy us before the time? You remember those scriptures? And you have the DNA of Jesus. They said, Paul we know. Jesus we know. They knew Paul. They should know me. Amen. We belong to the same family. And you belong to that family. Amen. So by faith, square your shoulders when you walk. Don't think too much on your problems. Believe in the God that's already in you. Jesus said in that day, at that day they will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you. We're one together. So every time the devil sees you coming, he says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do now? But most Christians, because of unbelief, they are always talking about their trouble. We should be speaking what God says. You can escape the edge of this sword. I like this next one. Weak, but made strong. Weak, but made strong. How many feeling weak this morning? Maybe out of age. <laughs> or sickness. Hey, stop laughing. Some of these guys will not like you for that. <laughs> but you can be strong. Joel chapter 3 verse 10 says, Let the weak say, I am strong. We need to believe these scriptures and begin to act on them. Psalm 103 verse 5 tells us this. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. This is how, that's nice. God didn't say that in the scripture just to be nice. He meant what he said. To renew your youth as the eagle. 
Moses was 120 years old. You want me to read what the Bible says about Moses? Psalm 30, uh, Deuteronomy 34 verse 7. It says Moses was 120 years old when he died. When he died. His eyes were not dim. He didn't need lenses to see. 120 years old. His eyes were not dim. Nor his natural vigor diminished. His natural strength was still there. Abraham, God called him when he was 75. Possibly when he was about 80, 85. Abraham gathered his army and went to fight with those people that have come to, to take the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. You remember that? He whipped them from this army that he trained in his own home. At 80, he was still joining the Marines. Why you calling me to join the Marines? I'm 80 years old. Well, they were doing it then. And they lived under the old covenant. Before we are 60, we are already working like this. I said, God, when I start working like that and saying, my son, take my hand, I'm ready to go home. But God did that for him. And God is not a respecter of persons. We always think, well, that was Moses. Well, why tell us about what you did for Moses when you are not willing to do it for me? Why do I have to read about that? That's what, how we must think. Because God can change everything in your life, no matter how bad it is. It requires faith. He says, by faith, they were weak, and then they were supposed to be weak, but God made them strong. Look at the life of Caleb. Caleb says this in Joshua chapter 14, verse 10 through 11. Uh, it says, And now behold, this is Caleb speaking, And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. How many of you God's keeping alive? Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. The Lord has kept me alive. As he said, These 45 years, Even since the Lord spoke these words to Moses, While Israel wandered in the wilderness, And now, Here, I'm, here I am, This day, 85 years old. And yet, I am as strong. Can you say the word with me? I am as strong. I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses, just about 45 years back. And he said, give me that mountain. I want, I want to join the Marines. I'm going up to fight. At 85 years old, he was still fighting. It satisfies our mouths with good things so that our youth is renewed as the eagles. All of this can come by faith. You don't have to be sickly. You don't have to be afraid. I'm saying it to the Ark Fellowship because that's what I want to see. God do in our church. Stop talking sickness. Talk healing. Amen? That's part of this discipline of faith. Stop talking want. Start talking abundance. Because I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Stop talking weakness. Because the Bible says, if you feel weak, don't say it. Say rather, I am strong. 
God is with us. They put the army of the aliens to flight. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You see, faith in God can change a lot of things. You know, people like to say mean things about themselves. They call that humility. Keep confessing all those things that are wrong. You know, we are all sinners. God says you are a saint. You keep saying I'm a sinner. God says to the saint, and you say you are a sinner. Who is lying? Who is lying? God wrote these scriptures to the saints, right? To the saints in the ark, at the ark fellowship. He said, well, I'm just a, a, sin, a sinner. Well, God didn't call you a sinner. Who is lying? How can two walk together except they are in agreement? You say one thing and God is saying the other thing. You are leaning to your flesh instead of confessing what God says. It didn't say we should bury our heads in the sand. That's what people tell. Well, brother, why are you burying your head in the sand? No, I'm not burying my head in the sand. I'm burying my head in the Bible. Amen. There's a difference. I'm not burying my head in the sand. This is where I'm burying my head. And this will help me survive. If you stay with this book. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If God has said, he's going to do it. If God has spoken according to the scriptures, he will make it good. God will do his word. It may not be overnight. That's what confuses us. If it's not, it's like the McDonald's thing. If you don't give me the hamburger now, I'm going to the next restaurant. We can't deal with God that way. We stay with God. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Don't move. Stay there. And God will bless you. Amen? That's the word I want to speak. Next week, I'm going to be talking about what faith is. There's no need to tell you to have faith without telling you what faith is. I want to define what faith is so you know when you are operating in faith and uh, when you are operating in foolishness. Amen? So now, bow your heads, every one of you, including Angela and Irina, right there. <laughs> Amen. It's always great fun to, to handle the Word of God. Because it's something that I know that cannot fail. Because God and His Word are one and the same. God will not deny His Word. So you can trust God today. Amen. Every head bowed. If you're here today and you are going through a very difficult time, this is the time I usually, I'm going to, I, I will ask for those who want to receive the Lord. But if you have already accepted Christ as your Savior, how many have accepted Christ as your Savior? Put your hand up this morning. How many? Every one of us here. But now we have to walk the walk of faith. Amen? And if you haven't accepted Christ and you put your hand up, guess what? Heaven says that's one of us now. <laughs> That was a good mistake you made. <laughs> you are accepted by, Father, by the Father. Now is to walk out the walk of faith. Amen? If you're having any problem today, God wants to deliver you from it. Amen? But you've got to believe God. I want you to put your finger on that thing and say, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Can you say that? I'm not afraid of you anymore. 
you're speaking to that problem. I'm not afraid of you anymore because God is with me. I believe in God. That's faith. I'm not afraid of you. You are going to change. You are going to vacate my life because God is with me. And the scripture says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So speak to that problem and don't refuse to be afraid. Sometimes when you have a problem, the devil tells you, this thing will never go away. This is going to be part of your life. Tell the devil, no, no, no. As long as God is alive, you are going to vacate my life. I'm free. If you're sick in the body, you have been healed. Keep telling the Lord how grateful you are. Even if you feel the symptoms, they are called them false symptoms. God has healed you. Let's lift our hands up. Stand up with me this morning. Lift your hands up before the Lord today. And tell him how grateful you are that he has accepted you into his family. Can I hear you say that? God, I'm so grateful. I'm a part of your family. I'm a part of the family of the living God. Thank you, Lord God, for accepting me into your family. Amen. Follow through with the growth track. We want to teach you, if you are new to our church, we want to teach you how to be a servant of God. Go through the growth track. Next month, we are beginning the, num- the number one. That's the, uh, what's that called? 101? Yeah, Church 101. We're going through that. If you are new to our church, you want to be a part of what we're doing, please go through that. Sign up next month, and we'll take you through that and help you plug in so that you are working for your Father so that you can receive all the blessings that He has for you. Amen. Ushers, please help me. We're going to receive our offering. You can be seated. I want to thank every one of you that have been supporting this church. It's your giving that is enabling us to do the ministry. And may God bless you. If you are a visitor, today it says, my decision on this uh, card, please put that card in the, in the uh, offering basket. And let us know what you did today. If you made up your mind you are going to follow God, let me know. We'll be praying for you. If you have a prayer need, let us know. Write it down and we'll be praying for you. I want to thank you again for those of you that support. If you're a visitor, we're not asking you to give unless you want to give because you are in your father's house. But uh, to our members, thank you so much for giving to God's work. You enable us to do ministry. Uh, we're able to go to Calvert next week. Uh, we are planning to make a lot of... Because we found out that the people saying they need some food. So we're going to be making a lot of sandwiches and getting a lot of drinks. And we'll be passing them out. That's what Pastor Roy told me. We'll be passing out the food. Some of our church members in Calvert, they are also preparing uh, sandwiches with barbecue meat or whatever. And they will be pass- helping us to pass those out as we go into the neighborhood. And that's because we give to the Lord. Amen. Can, it, can you just put your offering up and say if Jesus will take that from your hand today. We will receive it from you, but spiritually, according to the scriptures, he receives it and he worships his father with it on our behalf. Father, we thank you for the privilege of giving to your work. We're so grateful, God, 
for those that you have touched their hearts today and those that you have challenged to do more for God and to stand up in faith to do exploits in your name. Bless the offering. Bless the giver. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Don't forget, next Sunday, we're going to be having our sectional leader here. It's a lady, and she's a pastor. So you ladies, I'm looking for you guys to be pastors someday. Amen? And one day, I'm going to pick one person. You're going to be a pastor. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Stand up with me this morning as we close. So invite your friend. She's really good. And make sure you're here. Most of our people will be back from their vacation this time. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord today. Thank you, Father. Pastor Andy, just come and give us a word of prayer as we close. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the word of God that went forth. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, teach us to live by faith, oh God. Show us how we may step out. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that your blessings would be upon each and every one that's here today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would bless their homes, O oh God, and uh, bless their week, Lord. Bring us back to the appointed time this Wednesday and next Sunday, Lord. We look forward to being in your house. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have a need, please come up. Our prayer partners will be here. I'll be standing up here too. We'll pray for you and uh, pray for your deliverance. Amen. We're dismissed.
Oh, God.